Good morning, New Life Church. It is an honor to be back with you this Sunday. My name is Sophie Callahan. I am another pastor on our district. I serve at Heirloom East Bay, which hosts an intentional Christian community on a small farm near Castor Valley, California. I've been with you in this digital format once before, and I'm grateful to Pastor Chris for the invitation to come back again. I'm going to be preaching from the lectionary passage this week, which comes from the Gospel of Mark. I will read it now. Uh, you can't see below the screen, but I have my notes here that I will be uh, reading from throughout the morning. All right. The passage is Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the word of the Lord. So we find ourselves here on this first Sunday of Lent. After a year, which many of us would agree feels like an extended Lent, a year of wilderness and wandering, lament and grief, a year really of remembering our mortality maybe too often. We are tired. I am tired. Tired of making plans and then canceling them and just wondering like, when is this all going to be over? It's really no small thing that the God of the universe came to dwell among us in human flesh through Jesus. And so in this season of Lent, I've been sensing an invitation to pay attention to God's presence with us in our most human experience. Instead of trying to escape this world, to escape our humanness and the frailness of our bodies, our tiredness, to try and supercharge our way through a really difficult season, I'm wondering if that might be the place we are most likely to encounter the divine, to encounter God with us. There are three segments of today's passage, Jesus's baptism, his temptation in the wilderness, and his ministry. And in all those, Jesus is being named and revealed as the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus is also sharing in our humanity. This establishes a pattern for us to follow as we follow Jesus. And so in the season of Lent, I invite all of us to pay attention how God is meeting us in our deeply human experience. In these first few verses, we see the baptism of Jesus. Jesus, baptized by the prophet John, is immersed in the river and the Spirit descends upon him. And in this moment, Jesus is marked as the Son of God, the Beloved. Jesus is divine and Jesus is also human. Jesus is the Christ, the one who has come to fulfill God's promises of a new reign of love, justice, and mercy. And Jesus, who has no sin, did not actually need baptism as a cleansing like we do. 
we participate in baptism to align ourselves with Christ, to die to sin and be raised to, do, to new life, to participate in that with Christ. Our baptism is where we receive a marker of God's grace. It marks our life as redeemed from sin and brokenness and welcomed into the family of God. Baptism is an invitation into the fullness of life with Jesus. Jesus himself, he doesn't actually need that redemption. But in this action, Jesus is aligning himself with all of humanity, receiving the baptism that marks his identity and sends him into ministry. As the Christ, Jesus received this identity as the Son of God, Son with a capital S. And in our baptism, we receive our identity as a child of God. In our baptism, we are marked as a child of God, brought into the community of God, sometimes a bit dysfunctional family, if I'm being honest. But in doing this, we follow the pattern of Jesus, both divine and human. Baptism not only marks a cleansing from sin, but a new identity and a calling that moves us into the work of God. Just as Jesus experiences a baptism, the wilderness, and then is called into ministry to proclaim the good news of Christ, the good news of God, the good news of love, justice, mercy for all of creation. But first, baptism is what prepares us for the wilderness experience. But that's what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. So I'm going to send you forth with um, two discussion questions. You can share with the folks in your household. You can, um, I think there's a chat feature that you can share with the rest of the congregation or just take a time of uh, personal and silent reflection. Here are two discussion questions. What do you remember about your baptism? Or if you have not been baptized yet, think about the invitation that God might be putting before you to be baptized, to mark your identity as a child of God. And what helps remind you of your identity as God's beloved child? Let's look at the next verses in this passage. Um, let's reread verses 12 and 13. And the spirit immediately drove him in, out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. So Mark's gospel is really short on details here. You might be um, thinking about some of the other gospel passages that talk about Jesus's experience in the wilderness, um, the conversations with the tempter, the quoting of scripture. Uh, but Mark's gospel is just like, bam, bam, bam. He is all action. Um, and so I don't want us to fill in the story too much with what we might know from the other gospels. I'd like us to sit with what Mark shows us. Um, because what really stands out from this like brevity of detail to me is how the same spirit that was present and active at Jesus's baptism is present and active for this wilderness experience. With this verb that's here, drove, the spirit immediately drove Jesus into the wilderness. Um, it actually seems, and most commentaries would point out, that Jesus perhaps had some resistance to entering the wilderness. Um, which makes me feel a little bit better about my own hesitations and resistance to things that are hard, difficult, trying, tempting. It helps me align with Jesus if I know that he wasn't just this like perfect son of God, but he had those human feelings of resistance 
that didn't want to go through pain, didn't want to go through the temptation and the wilderness experience. So if Jesus felt some resistance, then Jesus understands my own resistance. And that means there's no shame or condemnation from Jesus for feeling that way, for having those responses and reactions. But instead, Jesus shares in those experiences, those emotions with us. In this time of temptation in the wilderness for Jesus, I think we can assume this is a profoundly difficult time for Jesus. Just because he is the son of God doesn't mean that he didn't fully suffer the human experience in the desert. He was surely hungry, lonely, tired, physically, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. Scripture tells us that Jesus was tempted by Satan and with the wild beasts. And while it's short on detail, it's not hard to imagine that that's a profoundly difficult experience. Following Jesus, for us, leads us into the wilderness. That same spirit that drove Jesus into the wilderness is going to drive us into the wilderness too. In this human life, there's no escaping temptation, sorrow, and struggle. Jesus led the way into the wilderness. And when we go through wilderness, we are walking in the way of Jesus. I've been wondering a lot in this wilderness of the pandemic season, when is this going to be over? Do you remember a year ago, it was mid-Lent, the shelter in place orders came in and it was like a three week time. And there was a moment where I was like, okay, I can take this pause, I can cancel these plans, like nothing. I was one of those lucky people. I didn't have like a wedding scheduled or anything super, super disrupting. Those first couple weeks, I thought, okay, I can manage this. We can do digital church for a while. We can sanitize our groceries for a while. Like there was a sense of which like, we're all in this together, we can make it through. But I remember talking with someone and one of us said, it would just be so much easier if I knew when this would be over. If I knew that there was a time frame that could say like, this is going to be difficult for this season, but we will get back to normal at some point. And then it just kept going on and we thought, well, surely we can take our summer vacations without concern. Surely I'll be able to see my parents for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And the longer the pandemic goes on, the longer our plans and our hopes get disrupted over and over again with no real sign of when normal returns, whatever that means anymore. And so I don't know about you, but I've gotten wearier and wearier as this has gone on, as the death toll has just soared to new heights, as political tensions rise and there's many family and friendships that those relationships feel frayed, partly because we just haven't been together. And I'm longing for the day where I don't have to be making all these contingency plans. If only I knew that the wilderness would last 40 days, then surely I could look ahead, I could see the end point, and I could like grin and bear it until it's over. But that's not how the wilderness works, is it? In scripture, it tells us that Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. But 40 days is this um, signifier in scripture. It points to a time of fullness when God's purposes have been fulfilled. It points back to how uh, the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. There are other periods of 40 days that happen throughout scripture. And it's not so much about the calendar as it is about God's sense of timing which is perhaps why the season of Lent feels helpful, feels important. 
because there is some sort of structure, there is a calendar to it, a time to intentionally journey with Jesus through the wilderness for 40 days. But Lent is not a time to just grin and bear it and wait until it's older, to like charge through the end and rely on our own strength um, to complete a fast or to try a new spiritual discipline and see if we can do it for this time frame. No, instead, the wilderness is a season of giving into the wandering, of surrendering to the Spirit's leading, of giving up our need for control and mastery, and of trusting God's presence with us. And so Lent is on the calendar, but it's there as a reminder year after year that following Jesus means following him into the wilderness. Lent gives us a bit of structure, a time frame to say, this is an intentional journey with Jesus. And so in this season, we can choose a fasting practice or adopt a new spiritual discipline, not to make life hard, but to acknowledge that life is hard. Life is hard. And to remind us that God goes with us in the hard parts too, that as we struggle, God is with us. Lent is the time when the church acknowledges this wilderness time to say like, we're gonna acknowledge it for this season, but we know that life doesn't happen according to the calendar. And I think we're experiencing that now as the pandemic lingers on and on. I've certainly felt this in my own ministry journey these last maybe two years, a feeling like there's so much wandering of charting a new path and not being totally clear how it's all gonna piece together. But it's a journey that's encouraging me to trust the Spirit's leading. Perhaps you've experienced a new wilderness as you've received a diagnosis and you don't know what the next season is going to look like. You don't know what recovery looks like or if there is a full recovery ahead. Or a wilderness as you watch a family member struggle, maybe struggle through an addiction or some difficulty that's been placed on you or someone you love through no fault of their own. We all find ourselves in a wilderness at some point. And we may resist it as Jesus did. There's no shame in that. That has something to teach us. And we may be tired and lonely as Jesus was. There's no shame in that. That's what our human bodies do. We feel tired. We feel lonely. But we do not go into the wilderness alone. We go in the footsteps of Jesus. We go as God's beloved child. And we go with the presence of the Holy Spirit. In our wilderness seasons, This is when we need to deeply lean on our identity as God's beloved child, the identity that was given to Jesus and given to us in our baptism. The same spirit that drove Jesus into the wilderness is the same spirit that descended upon him at his baptism. Jesus receives his identity as the beloved and that identity carries him through the wilderness. In this wilderness time, in this season of Lent, we face our humanity. We realize we are not in control. We are prone to hunger, to anger, to loneliness. And instead of shaming us into better behavior, God meets us there and calls us beloved. When have you experienced a season of wilderness? And how do you experience God's presence in these seasons? Where is God meeting you? Let's look at the final verses of this passage. I'll reread verses 14 and 15. 
Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. So actually, I hesitated to jump right to these verses because we're still in the wilderness. We're still in Lent. We're still in this pandemic season. I didn't want to skip right ahead to good news time. Um, But this is what the lectionary puts together. They put all of these passages together for this Sunday. And so when I sat with it, I realized that we may still feel like we are wandering in the wilderness. We may be wandering in the wilderness but it helps to have an orientation, to be looking ahead to God's purposes. Even if we don't know the end date of our wilderness, if there even is an end date or it just rolls itself into life, but to be oriented to God's good news, even while we wander. That Jesus is bringing good news. God's kingdom of love and justice is breaking into our world. We live in this, the already and the not yet where we know the fullness of the gospel story. We know the message of God's good news of redemption that is breaking into our brokenness and injustice. But we know it's not completely fulfilled yet, and so we find ourselves in wilderness seasons. We may still be lost, lonely, and tired, and there is still good news for us here. God is present with us here. Jesus walks with us here, and the Spirit leads us here. Jesus knows our sorrow, knows our struggle, and proclaims the good news to us and to the world. And so as we walk in the way of Jesus, we are shaped more and more in Christ-likeness, which leads us to proclaim the good news too. In his wilderness time, Jesus is being prepared for God's work as Christ, as the Messiah. And in our wilderness experiences, we are being prepared for God's work as followers of Christ. Our wilderness can have a purpose, and the season of Lent has a purpose. I really don't want to say that all suffering is good or all suffering is redemptive. That's not not what I'm saying here. Just that when we do find ourselves struggling or wandering, when we've been disoriented by by bad news or a uh, sad situation or just the ongoingness of the pandemic, when we are tired and lonely and lost, can we trust that God is walking with us in those places? That is good news for us. That is good news we can carry forward as followers of Jesus in our world today. We are tasked with carrying forth the good news of Jesus to bring a message of love and justice to a hurting world not to fix everything, not to be the savior, but to point to the savior, to say there is redemption possible, to help find the places where we can mend and repair the pain and the sorrow. Maybe where we can be like the angels that attended to Jesus in the wilderness season. Maybe we're called to be that presence to someone else who is hurting in their wilderness season, to bear the presence of Jesus to someone who is hurting, to bring that good news. We witness to God's work in the world. We participate in it. It's an invitation to us. And so whether we find ourselves wandering, lost, lonely, tired, or hopeful and ready to participate in the mission of Christ, God meets us there. God is with us wherever we find ourselves. 
And so as we go, I invite you to consider one final question. How is this season of wilderness or this season of Lent preparing you for the work of God in the world? Now receive this benediction. I invite you, um, if you're able or desire, to open your hands. That a benediction is something we receive. It sends us out from this gathering today. May you remember your baptism, knowing that you are God's beloved. May you wander your wilderness, knowing that the spirit who drove you there will lead you through. And may you proclaim the good news that Jesus has come as the fullness of God and in the fullness of our humanity to redeem all that is broken. In the name of Christ, amen.